To another living in the past for a, another week, and uh, we've, we're also got a power tools section you can hear in the background. It's a beautiful day to mow your lawn. It is an awesome day to mow your lawn. Just about just just as your neighbours about to do a podcast outside, let's mow the lawn. Um, my name's Paul. He is Ben. Hello. We're talking about nineties. We're talking about April nineteen ninety three. Um, so uh, let's get into the sport. <laughs> That's a little, no, no. Like, oh. hold, hold your shit. Okay. Um, and this one we're, we're putting on a little bit of a bonus too. We got um, we're going to talk about the video games of 1993. Uh, it's a lean month. It is a lean month. Yeah. Pre-warning. Uh, we're saying it beforehand, and like, there are some good points, but for the first time, like nearly every movie I try to watch, I was just like, Ugh. I don't know whether it's just been a long week. Maybe no, got- the movies. The movie sucked this month. I don't know whether it's like I got a bit of like nineties fatigue. Maybe like maybe at the end of the season we should take a bit of a break. April so. has given us nineties fatigue because it's such a downer. <laughs> yes. I think we've been going quite well and especially coming off of the verses track by track, which was Oh yeah. Such a good time. That and now fun. we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just talk about that for again. Although um, we've got a uh, a little spin off from that coming up later. Oh we do. We do. Like, uh, oh, we do, yeah. yeah. Uh, but having said about it being a, a crappy month, it wasn't a great year for video games. No. There was big games, but there wasn't, like, excessive, so it doesn't really worthy its own episode. It's, it does contain one a, a, a big game in my life, so, yeah. We'll get to that in a bit, though. Um, but before we do anything, what are you going to do living in the now? So, what have you... Nothing. <laughs> Um, I watched no, the, actually nothing. I watched the little things. What's with, that? That's uh, a movie with uh, Denzel Washington, Jared Leto, and um, oh yeah, Rami Malek. Uh, it tries so hard to be Seven and Zodiac, oh. but it's just a, and it's don't it's try of, and be Zodiac. No, no, because no one's no one, you're not going to come off come off mm, well. No. Um, but apart from that, uh, I actually <laughs> I have to, and I don't think I've ever done this. I have to shout out a couple of uh, Instagram pages that I found. Ooh. Um, don't get excited. Is mine one of them? No. Oh. Um, there's one. It's One is called... It's all about um, old cartoon... Like, so one's Scooby... It's called Scoobyscapes. And it's, um, it's basically backgrounds of different Scooby-Doo cartoons from over the years. But it's actually quite nice. So it's Scooby underscore scapes. And then, like... There's just like scenes like that. How and why did you find this? I, it came up. Uh, I, I follow a lot of like artists and stuff like that, and they just said, "Oh, yeah, Scooby Scapes," and I was like, "Oh, this is no. and then the other one is um the same thing, but with um old Looney Tunes cartoons. And it's, there's no, there's no characters in them. It's just the architecture and the and the the the, the backgrounds and all that stuff. And I I flicked through this for longer than wow. I should have, and it was really really you interesting. You've gone full dad. I don't know. Scoobyscapes. Uh, that's my, my recommendation to to while away the hours. <laughs> if you're a dad with uh, possibly too much time on your hands, well, that's check the thing, it out. I don't. I've got so, I've got very little time on my hands, but then I was like, I made time for this. It's, it's just it's it's uh, shameful. It is. Uh, let's say shameful. Let's, let's not <laughs> let's not. Uh... Um, Have you been listening? Well, to any, what's um, the opposite of shame? <laughs> less shame. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
And apart from that, I mean, um, uh, I will say, um, I finally listened to Bleed American the, the entire yeah. way through. <laughs> Johnny Eat World. Um, the middle doesn't like that's not a good representation of what they are. They're a lot. No. Hard, they're a lot harder than than, than the middle and softer. Yeah. Um, so I've listened to that a bit, uh, trying to you know and crying or. Uh, it was alright. I mean, um, it was alright. I even played it, and it's, oh. it's it's nice and clean too, so I could play it at my job. Um, it is. It's uh, not too bad. They're very sweet little boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, the other thing, um, uh, one of my favorite bands, Pup, uh, just released a couple of new songs. Um, so check them out. Um, it's uh, they're like a really, they're they're one of my my favorite finds of a band for like um of the last few years. Along with Johnny Eat World. Along with. Jo- why are you saying Johnny Heat World? Because Mark accidentally called them Johnny Heat World and I found it hilarious. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's my recommendations. So let's get back into the 90s and uh, this is uh, The Events. So, um, bunch of shit happened. Um, That's what April's about. Not good movies or music. Bad things happen. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's start off. We'll, we'll, we'll do the quiz uh, after this. So there was a civil case brought to the uh, police involved with the Rodney King uh, beating. Uh, two officers were convicted in that and sentenced to thirty months prison, and two officers Ooh. two officers were acquitted but fired from the force. The judge said that only the last six blows from the batons were unlawful. And How then, many blows were before that? It was 33. So he was hit 33 times. Well, that 33 all up, so like 27 times, but the last three were oh, the so ones. 27's okay. 27's okay. Right. Then also, in open court, chastised Rodney King for resisting arrest. Huh. Yeah. So it's like, I'll, I'll, we'll deal with these officers, but you, sir, you should not have been resisting arrest. And it's like... And oh, like, so you, if someone resists, you were allowed to hit them twenty-seven times. Yeah, they're saying right. like this wouldn't have happened if you just like, and it's like, well, would it? Uh, would it? <laughs> so yeah, um, uh, disgusting. There was actually lately uh, quite a lot in these. Um, I'm, I haven't reported on every single one, but the IRA was quite prolific during this time. Um, so they killed a. Um, There's an IRA, IRA bomb in London that killed one person and injured 40, 44 others. Um, and in entertainment news, uh, it was announced that Conan O'Brien will replace David Letterman on the Late Show on NBC. And so NBC got out their egg timer. <laughs> it begins. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, but we got some more coming up. In so let's start the quiz. So. It was, a, again, a pretty hard one to do a quiz about because sad stuff happened. But no. we'll see how it goes. David Lee Roth. You know David Lee Roth. Yes, Van he's Halen. in... Yes, I knew that. He was arrested in New York City for A, being caught with a transgender sex worker, B, buying a $10 bag of weed, or C, getting in a drunken mock brawl. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go for A and C. No, it was buying a ten dollar bag of weed. Really? Yes. Oh, he had to go out and buy his own weed. Yeah, for ten, a ten dollar one too. It was like very, very small. <laughs> oh, nineties. It's probably you get a fair whack for that, would you? I don't know. I don't know. 
<laughs> we're two people who yeah, we do not know. I'm like I'm waiting for like it to be legalized so I don't I don't feel naughty. Um uh, we had a lot of plane crashes. Oh no. Three, six or nine. Well three isn't a lot, is it? So we'd have uh, to you just said we had a lot, so to it must be, be nine. To be fair, I think Oh wait, in April? Yeah. April had three. Six. Ooh. To be fair, one's too much. <laughs> When yeah. you think about it, um, yeah, I uh, um, South Dakota Governor George Mickelson and seven others are killed when a um, uh, government aircraft uh, crashes in Iowa. Ooh. Um, Not a good place to crash. No. Um, well, I don't know. I've never been there, so <laughs> I can't say. Uh, then we had uh, a Boeing seven three seven crashes in uh, Orangabad um, and kills fifty six. Um, Afghan Anatov AN-32 crashes and kills 76 Ooh. a Zambian plane crashes at Libreville in Gabon 30 soccer players die oh. um, that's not any sadder than other people but yeah 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 um, but I think it was, a, it was an entire team basically um, and yeah that's it so, they didn't get a movie made about them did they no they did not well, that I, we know of survive and Ethan Hawke didn't want to eat people's asses so mm. Um, so, uh, again, sneaking into your sports, sports a little bit. Son of a bitch. What happened to Monica Sellers during a match? One, a couple ran out on court and began making love. I've, I've got this in my sports section. Two, she was attacked, and three, she got diarrhea. That was my other two options. <laughs> but you know what I, it is. I wish that I didn't know. I wish it was the last one. So, uh, she got attacked. Uh, by a um, Steffi Graf fan. <laughs> have you heard the? Whole, have you got the whole thing? I, I do. Yeah. Should we Should we trade notes? Oh, I mean, I, I didn't have notes. I've just got an article. Well, yeah. About so her being stabbed. Yeah. So she was uh, she was taking a break, like there was a drinks break, um, and then she felt something in the in her back, and she turned around, and there was this dude just standing there, uh, just with a, with a knife in her back. Um, the guy's name was Gunter Pasch, an obsessed fan of Steffi Graf, and had a nine-inch-long knife in Monica's back. Uh, he then also he stabbed her again, and then got taken out by her security guard. How does that happen? How does someone even get onto the court? Well, the thing is, like, this is before like all this. Like, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm sure like stuff had happened, like, happened before, but like. This is uh, the thing that made me pause and, and, and think about it was like. The security now that we know as normal was not even a thing back then. Like, you no. could basically walk onto anywhere. And that's why these things happened and, like, shit had to be changed and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's not the government's fault, the police's fault. It's because people like this fucking stab tennis players because they want Steffi Graf to be the um, best player in the world. Um, so, uh, apparently, and I think this is just good timing, but they're saying if, if the... Ref- match referee hadn't said time basically you need to get back on court and she had gone down to take another sip yeah he would have actually gone through her vital organs and spine and stuff like that so apparently it's because she moved that yeah she got like a three shallow stab wound but she was out for like uh, I think the rest of the year um and obviously had a lot of um PS- PTSD from it um <laughs> in the article I read <laughs> it said and Steffi Graf went and visited her at the hospital and then went back to the tournament. <laughs> I was like, 
freaking just let that last bit out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's crazy. Didn't uh, suspend the tournament. Didn't stop anything. No. Just, all right, let's get back to it. I will say. Someone's going to win. Like, with sports tournaments, you are taught to, like, the way that you, you come up is, like, nothing else matters. Like, nothing else matters. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Monica Sellers probably would have done the same thing. Like, it's just, like, this is all they do. This is everything that yeah. they, what they've lived for. So it's Until like, this happens. Yeah, and then... Um, her so, doctors told her that she would be back in time for the US Open, which is two or three months away. Yeah. She ended up spending two years... Well, she said uh, she was nineteen. I mean, three weeks afterwards, she couldn't even feel her hand. Apparently, so it did have some nerve damage. Um, but yeah, that's the um, that is my my quiz and my sad news. <laughs> uh, but you know, sports. So I've got some sad news to start out. Sports. Um, the Monica Sellers thing. I already did that. Oh, did you? I wasn't paying attention. It was a Monica Sellers thing. Um, my whole goal in sports in 93 was to have <laughs> something more interesting than scores. And... You're welcome. You fucked me. <laughs> so, in retaliation for this, yep. we're going to the World Snooker Championship. Oh, no. Welcome back <laughs> to Sheffield, England. Well, this is it got your boy in it that your family liked. Didn't your family like a snooker player? I don't know if my family liked him, but there was a Scottish guy. I was like, yeah, go you. You don't smoke and look gruff. His <laughs> name was Stephen Hendry. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Hendo. Yeah, cool. Hey, good old Hendo. <laughs> don't think that's what it was called. Um, did he win? He did. Oh, look at it. Is that you put his postman on your wall? <laughs> no. You know, your considering like, how much... Look at that, son. You could be him one day. <laughs> I don't even know if my parents liked or cared for snooker at all. But me and my brother got really into it. When we moved to England, it yeah. was always on TV. It was free to watch. Tables were accessible. You know why? It's Good. fucking awful. That's All not right. that bad. I can watch it. Okay. Um, guess the prize money for this in 1993. Uh, £30. £30,000. £30, £30, £30, £30, £30, £30, £30, £30, £30, £30, £30, £30. £1 million. What? Yeah. How are they even making that much money? Cigarettes. Oh, this is the Benson Hedges. Embassy. Oh, MC. I, I, I still remember um, the Benson and Hedges cricket tournaments. Yep. Stuff, yeah, so... A lot of money. And now they have gambling. Yeah. Because that's okay. <laughs> I mean, I remember, like, sitting in the terraces of Football Park. Smoking. Just smell of, like, not, not me smoking, but just, like, the that smell of smoke. And um, that's why I like that. <laughs> and it's gross. But the smell of smoke and, like, sort of mixed in with, like meat pies and hot dogs is like very nostalgic to me like it's that that sort of food and cigarette because like you'd be eating something but then you're like you you smell the bakery and cows and nicotine yeah yeah it's like uh yeah yeah that's the smell (laughs) i like (laughs) so uh more exciting news in sports how can you get more exciting than snooker baseball hey america's snooker (laughs) the rockies and the marlins played their first game the, so the Seattle? Nope. They had a team for a long time. They were called oh, Mariners, Marlins. Sorry. Yeah. Pretty close. Who's the Mar- Oh, Florida. Yes. Yes. I now guess. called the Miami Marlins. Ah. So just not Florida. I guess. I mean, I'm not a fan of when a whole state is a team. Yeah. Okay. Because you play in one city. You're now down in one city. You're not the whole state. 
Oh, Mi- although Miami I... makes an appearance in one of our films coming up. Does it? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, the Rockies are still the Colorado Rockies. Yes. Which is dumb because you're in Denver. Yes. Or are they? In... No, I'm pretty sure it's is it Boulder. I don't know. You're basically Denver. Every time I hear about Colorado, for some reason, I... <laughs> well, not for some reason, like Colorado oysters. Um, What's that? Uh, bulls testicles. Ugh. But yeah, so if you if anything you ever see like just as a public service announcement, if you see Colorado oyster, uh, Colorado oysters on the menu, you're about to eat bull balls. Colorado just makes me think of Dumb and Dumber because I'm sweet and innocent. <laughs> John Denver's bought shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we'll get there. My other news was obviously about uh, someone at the height of their career being stabbed. But that news was bogarted by a white man. Jesus. <laughs> but my highlight of the month, uh, yes. and this isn't huge or important news, but in the AFL, we've mm. had so many smashings. Mm. Like, what are we? I think next month there's like 160 or something. Yeah. And previous months is it's ridiculous. It's just yeah. We had five games in April. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of games. Five of them uh, were less than a goal. Okay. Yeah. So, so, uh, so okay. Some, some close matches. Not one game through the whole month did anyone get beat by more than 100 points. Is there like an invisible mercy rule for most sports? Like I heard, I know for baseball, they can basically, if they like, they, if, they, if you can't foreseeably make yeah, it I think back. I baseball, think, yeah. I think in the seventh inning, if it's a certain amount of runs, yeah. then it's over. Uh, I'm not aware of any other sport having that. I remember that, like, uh, Manchester United when they bought because they, they started beating people like 10, 10 nil and stuff. Ips, I think Ipswich. Was, oh, Ipswich. They 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 they, they beat Ips, Ipswich like so many times right by it. And I think Alex Ferguson was uh, given given the business by the journos about not maybe just telling his players to reel it in, but it's like he was just like. <laughs> What do you want me to do? Yeah, you're professional athletes. Yeah. You don't go soft on someone because they're shit. <laughs> like, but, but, but Ipswich, come on. <laughs> you could put out a weaker team, but then what if Ipswich all of a sudden get like a good pep talk and they just come out and <laughs> score a goal? What if they get bombayed? Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. remember the Titans or Varsity Blues. <laughs> <laughs> or Coach Carted. <laughs> or um, or Hoosiered. <laughs> What? Hooses? Hooses. Hooters? Who uh, or they got got replacement to to oh, <laughs> When are we getting to that? Uh, oh, I love that movie so much. I think we're done. Uh we got D two'd. And then D three'd. How dare you. <laughs> oh, we got some of that coming up. Let's get into films. Okay, film. Uh so uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, say the, I'll say the films like, um, Adventures, of Huck, Adventures of Huck Finn um, Cop and a Half The Crush Jack the Bear What a Stranger Calls Back Indecent Proposal The Sandlot um, I didn't find it but I really wanted to find The Texas Cheerleader You can't find Mom. it It's you, not anywhere it's, And I'm like man that's just from the title alone would have been awesome Even the trailer Yeah Is atrocious but yeah. I want to see it Benny and June, Boiling Point, The Dark Half, and This Boy's Life. Now, I must say, I could have watched a prestige film like This Boy's Life, but I didn't want to see Rob De Niro being um, abusive to Leonardo DiCaprio. You've got to be in the right frame of mind for that. Yeah, I've seen this 
when I was younger, and I know it's a very good film. Yeah. But I did not want to see nah. that sort of film. It just it, it needs like it's like a. I won't put it in the same thing as my 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 always my, my go to is always sleepers because mm. you don't want to watch that. But like at least sleepers has like a certain amount of justice at the end. It's, it's kind of Hollywoodized. This one's just bleak. Yeah, it's not not fun to watch. This, that's a similar reason I didn't want to watch Indecent Proposal <laughs> because I've seen it and looking back and thinking about it. It's pretty fucked up. It's just boring too. It's, like, it's, it's, just, it's, it's it's fucked up, and it's also not. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't. It's not a great premise. It's. I mean, for what the film is, it's well done. Everyone's great in it. Yada yada. Don't love the idea of it. So I went and watched The Crush, knowing oh. nothing about it. Lisa Silverstone. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about The Crush. Nick Elliott was looking for a nice, quiet place to write. He thought he found it with the Forrester family. Then he met... Darian. How much they're paying you to watch me? Just running the guest house. From the moment she met Nick... You don't know how hard it is for me to make friends. It's like everybody thinks I'm some kind of freak or something. I'll be your friend. She was crazy about him. Darian's a very special girl. Nicholas, darling. Oh, hi, Darian. It's my friend Amy. Hi. My landlord's kid, Darian. She's got a crush on you. What, are you saying I did something to provoke this? Well, did you? At first, he was flattered. If you were 10 years older... You'd what? You have to be the adult. You can't blur the line. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I really like you, Darian. I really like you, too. No, I... I mean... As a friend, that's a big difference. Nick. Nick, pick up the phone. Nick! Barry! Oh. What are you doing? It's fucked up. Okay, I've never seen this. <laughs> and I so the thing is, apparently, I'll have you know. Uh-oh. There is another film called The Crush. Uh, starring Annie McDowell. That is not this. It's from like '96. So I went to the library. And I'm like, all right, early '90s Alicia Silverstone thriller. Ah, I knew it down. Wait, <laughs> Andy McDowell, the the lady one or the man one? The lady one. Okay, that's Roddy McDowell. You took. <laughs> My God, <laughs> they both got male names. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, um, I, I did not get to watch this, and I was like, um, but I'm, I was interested. It, I always knew the front cover of it. It's like this purple, yeah, sort of, and um. It's one of those ones, all these movies now, coming back to me, like, I used to walk past the floor section, I'm like, one day, never. never. I'd, I'd never thought about watching this, but it was, so, yeah, the cover always stood out. Alright, uh, so, sock it to me. Do you want to be socked to? I knew nothing about this, and ten minutes in, I'm like, she's quite young. Let how, me look this up. How old is she? Uh, in the film, she's 14. Ooh. Real life, she's 16. Ooh. In the film, he's 28. Ooh. Real life, he's 30. Ooh. Yeah. And is there scenes together? Uh, they make out at one point. Yep. And, and then, she's pretty hypersexualized throughout? Yeah, yeah. Through the whole thing. Okay. It's all her. She undresses and he's hiding in her closet at one point. Not to be creepy. Um, <laughs> he was going in there because he thinks that she stole something from his apartment. So he's is he a... 
Tell us who's he and who's she. Okay, so Carrie Ulls. <gasps> yeah. He was. Ah! <laughs> you know what? From Days of Thunder fame. He would totally fit my description of someone who would be in a film of this caliber. And I thought it was going to go that way, and yeah. he was going to be the creepy, horrible man. After the kiss and his budding romance with a co-worker, she doesn't know about the kiss, but she's like, I know about young girls and their crushes. You need to just nip this in the bud. Okay. So he does, and she turns into a psycho. Starts breaking into his apartment, taking his things, uh, coming on to him more and more, like hurting people that are trying to call... Her best friend, Tara from Buffy, tries... Ooh. Yeah, remember her? Yeah. Yeah, we're getting to Buffy years because yeah, yeah, she yeah. looked the same. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit. We're we still in the 90s. Um, so she goes to Carrie and was like, meet me in the orchards later. I have to talk to you about, uh, what's her name? Adrian. Yeah. Uh, but then Alicia Silverstone slash Adrian makes Tara, I can't remember what's her name, Cheyenne, mm. makes her break her arm by falling off a horse. Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit Cape so it's Fear. It's like Fatal Attraction for teenagers. Yeah, I guess. Uh, it would have worked better if like he was closer in age to her or something like that. I don't know. Um, 14's a lot. Yeah. Like to think about. She calls him up at one point. She's like, I've got my period, so I guess I'm not pregnant. Gross. But they never actually had sex. Okay. Uh, so all along, he's trying to be the good guy and, you know be respectful and like stop it this is yeah. wrong how do they meet is it like a teacher he just moves to town and he's looking for an apartment yeah and this big rich family has a guest house and they want someone to live in it and kind of keep an eye on their daughter <laughs> okay. classic <laughs> yeah All right. okay um the weirdest part so not true to life at all they don't believe the white man when he says, I did nothing wrong. Yeah. But she's managed to go into his bin, get semen out of one of his condoms, put it inside, and what? then be like, he raped me. She's punched herself in the face. Like, he punched me. So that Oh, all believe- she presumed innocent of him? Yeah. She Sperm in the freezer. Oh, my God. Yep. Um, was that, like, that was the plot point back in the 90s. It's like, we don't know how to do this. Have you tried sperm in the freezer? <laughs> But out of the bin as well. Like, <laughs> out of the bin. You That's too much. <laughs> even 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 Mrs. Diehard's just like, no. No. <laughs> but on top of all this, she tries to murder his not even girlfriend. Oh. Does she, she thinks succeed? No. Um she ends up in the hospital. They don't really go into a lot of details of what's going on outside of like their little okay. dynamic. It's very strange. It, uh but yeah. it was it's very problematic, obviously. She's 14. Um, she does end up in an institute. Okay. Uh, the, dad come, the dad comes along, tries to stop him from beating up his daughter. This is like the big climax scene. And then she starts attacking the dad because she's obviously still in love with him. Like, leave him alone. Who's the dad, do you know? Uh, the dad from that 70s show. Oh, Red? Yeah. Also <laughs> from Fortress? Does he call him a jackass? <laughs> Come on, jackass. <laughs> you know, I've started to notice this year how often people say, God damn it. <laughs> In these movies, yeah. In every film. It's the God go-to. It's driving me nuts. Um, the absolute highlight of this film, it's all quite... It's not realistic, but like it's, it's not over the top. It's not ridiculous at any point. 
Yeah. And then she comes, they're on this little carousel, carousel yeah. in the attic. Yeah. Because that's where you have a carousel. What? Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's a carousel. And she comes running at him screaming with this, you know, those little sticks you use to pull down the attic stairs? <laughs> yeah. She's got one of those. And he clocks her with a left hand punch and she goes flying. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It turned into like Evil Dead all of a sudden. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, and then she ends up in an institute seducing doctors. Nice. So everyone wins. In yeah. The end. Uh, is there anything else you watch? I watched The Sandlot. Okay, let's talk about The Sandlot. I know you're smart and I'm proud of you. I want you to make some friends this summer. Meet Scotty Smalls. Kale, get it! <laughs> the kid is a... L7 Winnie. My life is over. Man, this is baseball. You gotta stop thinking. Just have fun. Climb trees, hop fences, get into trouble. Just stand there and stick your glove out in the air. I'll take care of it. Now he's in. Yeah! All right! With the coolest guys in the neighborhood. They've got the look. Wendy Peppercorn. Wow. They've got the moves. Ah! They've got the rap. Blockhead! Geek! Jerk! Idiot! Moron! You bop for apples in the toilet! And you like it! You play ball like a girl! Did you watch The Sandlot? Uh, I did not, but I watched it last year um, for another pod, and um, it's still pretty fresh in my memory. Uh, is it is it nice to you, or is it a little bit? It's a uh, it's America's uh, long running underhanded way to make baseball seem more interesting. <laughs> but then they started with League of Their Own, and then Rookie of the Year. It was like eh, eh. It's America's favorite pastime. And I, if you've got it in an hour and a half, yeah. amazing. Uh, my big my, my big takeouts from it was uh, Dennis Leary being like not that bad a job as like it wasn't like a really he wasn't a heaps abusive dad, he's just like a strict dad. Um, mm, there's a hint of abuse there though, isn't there? Yeah, but they never sort of go that far. Um, obviously the vomit scene yeah. um, is is pretty like that Classic. was my, Yeah, it's like they eat the is it Stole tobacco? that from Problem Child too. Yeah. Um uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I remember when I watched it, I wasn't as... I remember it being a big thing when growing up, but it didn't... I, I would say Rookie of the Years, like coming up in July, having recently watched that, is a better movie than this. Yes. I had more fun watching that than The Sandlot. Yes, because there's a nice plot twist in Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Um, in this film, the biggest insult that can be thrown is you play like a girl. Yeah. Uh the fact that they're all cheering on when he forces a lifeguard to kiss him. Oh, yeah. And these are like, they must range from like, what, eight to 13 years old, judging on their size. Yeah. There's just like, it's just a group of kids that just like somehow came together. Yeah. And um, they're all swooning over this woman, like, you, you don't have, you don't have those organs yet. Not that, those juices aren't even flowing. How is this happening? This yeah, is so terrible. So they take it out on the neighborhood dog. <laughs> How good's that dog though? Uh is this thing uh, is like um that giant ridiculous puppet? Yeah, I oh mean, like it's 
from what I'm remembering, I found my notes from like last time, and it was like, it was, and I think I'm, I'm, it, it wouldn't have changed if I watched it again. Like no, this it's no, it's like there's nostalgia to it. It's like a group of kids, and they're all friends. There's a lot of big holes that are not appropriate yep. or work. Um, you're killing me, Smalls. Is everyone's favorite line from the '90s? I do use that a lot. Of, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I forgot where it even came from. <laughs> uh, I do enjoy how Smalls gets a black eye. At the start, and yeah. it's gone completely the next day. Yeah. Magic steak. <laughs> rub it off. <laughs> yeah, the steak. There's old steak on the face. James L. Jones. Yes. The greatest voice of all time. Um, Essentially playing kind of his role from Field of Dreams. Like he's like... Yep. Just like a... The old wise baseball guy. Yeah, but it's like... But also like doesn't really want to talk about his baseball. Like, uh, like... Although at, at the end he's like, you can have this ball if you come and hang out with me occasionally and talk about baseball. Yeah. No, old man, that's not appropriate. <laughs> you can't invite little boys to your house to talk about baseball. And we'll drink wine. <laughs> I'll let you try wine. This is the baseball story. <laughs> Jesus Christ. James L. Jones would never. No, no. I don't even want to think of him that way. No. Um, But on that subject, ish. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Mighty Ducks. Yes. Oh, yeah. Luis. Yes. Jesse. Yep. They were just like interchangeable. Uh, <laughs> it's like we need baseball players. Well, we've had the ducks. Hockey Get them. <laughs> hockey season's over. Get them. Um, Sorry, yes, carry on. Uh, cup and a half. Devin Butler knows just what he wants to be. Free dirtbag. Butler thinks he's a real cop. Put me down. I meant it in the nicest way. Too bad. Devin, you gotta stop playing stupid cop games. But when you're a cop, people don't sass you. But now... Young Devin here witnessed a crime earlier this evening. You need me to testify and identify, right? I don't think I like that question. Why? I'd like to cut a deal. What? He wants to be a cop. Why do you want to be a cop? Look at this guy. Bad back, bad marriage, bad attitude. Oh, sorry, I broke the nose. Think I can fix it. <laughs> He's seen a lot of action, but he's seen a lot of TV. Haven't you heard about secondary smoke? My still-forming lungs may be shriveling into green chunks of mucus. I want you to drive him around for eight hours. I can't. I don't get along with kids. I don't, I don't like them. They don't like me. I have nothing Nobody to cut. Cares. can't have any fun with a kid. You take a kid to a bar. He has one drink. He falls off the stool. What? You don't have to get up to impress me. Thanks. Where his fantasy ended. My grandson has seen all I want him to see a police no, no. Their real adventure began. Put the pedal to the metal, burn low. Now, Ooh, did, did he die? Is this shoe polish in his hair? Oh my god. Uh, let me break this film. Did you watch the trailer? I did. Okay, let me just break I think it. I watched it as well when I was a kid. Let me break this film down for you. Um, Burt Reynolds plays a guy, he plays a cop, a very bad cop. Mm-hmm. We see that from the beginning. He's also very unfit, but I don't think that the, the character was unfit. I think Burt Reynolds is unfit. Yeah, he sweats a lot in this movie, and not on his face. Like he's just got a constant wet patch around. It's the, the shoe polish. Yeah, his, hair. <laughs> um, his body can't breathe, and he's like he's just the usual burnout cop. Um, apparently, Kurt Russell was a possibility for this. Um, he probably would have done it way better. Um, of course, there's also a uh, a young boy named Devin. Who wants to be a cop, um, and 
he witnesses uh, Burt Reynolds um, at the start chasing a bunch of uh, people. They're supposed to be like, kind of like in the mob. Um, and gets the, the plate number and also witnesses a bunch of stuff. And then they have him in the police station. He says, I'll tell you, but I want to be a cop. He's like, an eight, I wanna be, I'm an eight-year-old. So I want to be a cop. So you, have to, you have to part me up with Burt Reynolds. <laughs> And I'll I'll give you my information. Amazing. And they're like, yeah, sure. No problems. So. Burt Reynolds agrees, obviously. Oh, no, no. He doesn't want it. <laughs> he, he's, uh, he's, he's heaps into the idea. But loves the thing it, is like, thinks it's great. And there's that thing of like, I don't know how much of this is the character or of just how much Burt Reynolds does, doesn't like kids. Because like, it's palpable. The reason, like the way he looks at him is just like, I hate you. I do not want to be in this movie. And Never I work that, with children or animals. And I know that you're going to get way more of it. He wanted to do this movie apparently because um, uh, he wanted something to show his kids, like at the time. So because he like all of his stuff is like what he's like. Oh, I want to, I want to do a family movie, so I've got something that I can you know be in that my kids can watch. And it's hey like, kids, come in the living room. We're going to watch this film where I'm mean <laughs> to a child for an hour and a half. It's great. You'll um, love it. I said good. you'll love it. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to run through some of the things that he does that are inappropriate um, in this movie. Let's go. Uh, At one point, they're in the car, and he lights up a cigar, and the kid goes, Hey, haven't you heard of secondhand smoke? And he literally blows a plume of smoke in a child's face. (laughs) Actual smoke, not fake smoke. It is actual smoke. And I'm like, imagine how many many takes he did. (laughs) The kid's just got a nicotine addiction now. Wow. Um, He's dead now. Next, no, he's actually still doing movies. I'll, oh. che- I'll double check. Uh, so, uh, he is at one point they're fearful for the child and his grandmother because they live together. Um, and one of the one of the the bad guys goes to his house, so they like they go, "You got to live with Bet Reynolds now." <laughs> uh, so Bet Reynolds, uh, both of them, or just the kid? Both of them. Okay. Um, Bet Reynolds at one point. Um, the kid's brushing his teeth, and then the t- the bathroom and the toilet are in the same room. And Burt Reynolds just comes in, and just takes it out and starts pissing in front of the kid. And huh. then the kid goes, "Hey, we should play swords." Oh. And he's like, "What?" And he's like, "Oh, me and my um, me and my friend play swords all the time at school." <laughs> and then while they're, while they're discussing that, the kid accidentally pisses on Burt Reynolds' feet. This is a scene in the movie. Wow. He's got his 54-year-old Wang out in front of an 8-year-old child. He's 54 here? I think it's 54, yeah. Jesus. And you can tell. Yeah, you can. Shoe polish. It's like, they were like, just pretend to be like an out-of-shape cop. He's like, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> I can do that for They should have got Norm MacDonald to play it. Um, also in the background, uh, there's a lot, a lot of inappropriate stuff in this movie. At one point, they go to a biker bar. And they're out the front. And as they're walking in, there is a guy... Quite brightly dressed, being Uh-oh. escorted out by a bunch of bikers, mm. and because I had the subtitles on, I can see it says, "Hey, I thought this was a leather bar." Oh, so there's a there's a homosexual being kicked out of the biker bar, and I don't like you know, and he's been carried and basically just chucked out, and it's like, huh. who's that for? The bikers. Do you know who directed this movie? Brett Reynolds. Henry Winkler. Really? Do you, know how, do you know how many movies he oh. directed after this? None. <laughs> this, this burnt. Apparently, oh. him and, apparently him and Bert didn't see eye to eye, and I think it might have uh, burnt him out. So I can just imagine him in a director's chair and his feet not touching the floor, just being all sweet and like, yeah, this is funny. Oh, that's nice, guys. That's yeah, funny. this is good. Hey! 
<laughs> and everyone um, else going, yeah, sure, Henry, this is great. Uh, they also have this drug called Euphoria or something in it. And um, at one point, the guy, it's in these test tubes, and they're in a, <laughs> they're in a drug lab. The child's in the drug lab, too. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Because um, they've kidnapped him. And they keep like, we're going we're gonna to shoot you soon, but we're going to do this, all this stuff in front of you. Yep. So they got this drum and the guy basically dips his finger in and then licks it. He's like, this is a good consistency. I'm like, what drug is this? It's like oh. jam. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what drug it's supposed to be. He's like, jam oh. is my drug. Because um, like, the people who like this drug, they like a good consistency. Mm-hmm. Especially um, if it's jam. Like, if oh, it's dude. got seeds in it, if it doesn't have seeds in it. There's oh, little like orangey chunks sometimes, depending on the flavors. So watch Cop and a Half. Oof. Uh, no. uh, apart from that, I did uh, watch Jack the Bear. Uh, it was alright. It was Danny DeVito is excellent in it. Um, um, sort of like growing up in the '80s type sort of movie, coming of age. Uh, like I, I, I admit, I, I nodded off a couple of times. Um, and I watched Benny and June. Tell me about Benny and June, because I didn't feel comfortable watching this. Uh, what's what's the problem? <laughs> to Johnny Depp, or the fact that like it's like a riff on mental health. Yeah, basically. Uh, so because I know growing up, a lot of people talked about this and Johnny Depp being amazing, and it's such a fantastic film, and it's so sweet and lovely. And I watched the trailer and thought, what the? F- why? No. Benny and June is a. It is such a 90s movie in the way that uh, it's all about sort of a kooky character that comes into people's lives and he... Why can't it just be that? Why can't he just be a kooky person? Yeah, it's it's basically um, Aidan Quinn uh, lives with his sister, Mary Stuart Masterson, who is June, and she's got... Um, a mental illness. I'm not sure what it is. It's, it might be, um, ASD. It might be bipolar. I'm not sure. Like it's just, she just had these, these sudden bursts of, um, uh, violence and, 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 and rage. Um, and she has people who come and look after her, but everyone keeps quitting cause she's just so hard to look after. In the, was it Wikipedia somewhere that says yeah. she's autistic okay, and Johnny yeah. Depp is illiterate. Yeah, he's he is illiterate and like apparently, um, and that's he, all? he wrote with his left hand in the movie to make it like his handwriting looks like really shit. Um, Oliver Platt's in there. Oh, nice. I love Oliver and Julianne Moore's in there. That was nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's basically um, oh Dan Hedaya's is in there. Dan Hedaya. Yeah. That guy that we keep. He's in. Oh yeah, yeah. I am doing cheap a cheap Robert De Niro. Yeah, I am giving a count now of every film. It's been at least six so far. It's ridiculous. That guy's just like. 93 is just this pay to it. Um, so, uh, yeah, no one wants to look after her. And he, f- I think it's a friend of it. I think it's a cousin of his friend moves into his place and, and he's just weird and kooky. He, he likes to, he basically is modeling himself on Buster Keaton, like that whole, um, like the silent movie actor yeah. from the 30s. Yep. Even stealing some of his bits. And like, it's, it, I will say, like, he's, he's done my bit. Apart from his He's flaws, great when he doesn't talk. He's great. Like, so, um, it just it sort of dissolves into nothing. Like um, Aiden Quinn sort of wants to put his uh, sister into a group home um, because Benny and June, like so June and um, uh, uh, Johnny Depp get together, um, and not for, for for the most part it wasn't romantic. But then they sort of they, I think they do like well, 
they end up sleeping together, and that's when Aiden Quinn just like loses shit and sends it to a group home. Can I can I read a uh, a segment here of the Wikipedia page yes. just for the plot? Yep. Benny makes suggestions to Sam about his comedy routines. June becomes agitated and makes Sam explain that he and June are romantically involved. An angry Benny throws Sam out. So Sam is yep. Johnny Depp. Sam is Johnny Depp. Yep. Yes. Uh, yells at June and shows her a pamphlet about a group home that would be better would be a better home for her. Yes. Like a institute. Yeah. Thing, basically. Yep. Yep. June starts hitting Benny and screaming, and he pushes her away. Feeling bad, Benny leaves to get her some tapioca. Yes, that's she's got these things that calm her down and stuff like that. It's just yeah. It's it's a it's a it's weird. I wouldn't say like I I think you should anyone should, everyone should definitely watch it. Um, it's it's a movie that you don't really I don't know like you don't really have to watch it like for one. It's it's just it doesn't say anything. It's not for anything. I just don't get how it got made. Like it's just like. I don't know who it's for. I, I think it'd be, it's 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 for it's for people who are completest of Johnny Depp because I like I, I know yeah. a couple of people I knew from the video store fucking love this movie mm-hmm. because it's basically just Johnny Depp being Johnny Depp and like they probably aren't looking at the, the plot they're just like oh let's watch him do his like kooky weird shit. Is it at least somewhat well d- so in the last paragraph so she gets admitted to this home yeah uh, Benny and Sam go to the hospital. Mm. Benny apologizes, persuades her to consider getting her own apartment, and then June tells the doctor that she would like to live in her own apartment. Yeah. And then that all happens. It all happens, yeah. Because that's how it happens in real life. Yeah. And do they tile that up properly? Not really. No, like it's it's I don't it's think so. it's all it's all like um and this I know as this as well as Cop and a Half, there's a bunch of stuff that happens but seems to be like either it was filmed and then cut out. Mm. Um and then there was like, Oh, we want to tighten this up to an hour and a half. Um, and it's just like, I don't know, like, it's too stupid and, um, whimsical to be a decent study on mental health. Yep. Um, and then when the mental health comes into it, it just, it, it's, it's too sweet a movie for that to be a part of, if you, if you get it. And I know there's going to be some people that hear this and like, when you talk about these opinions, like... They'll say you're you're too woke, or it's just a film, or mm. not everything can be true to life. But this is the stuff that's so damaging for people. Yeah, like in the Sandlot, like young boys leering over a woman, like in the Crush, where a fourteen-year-old girl is obsessing over. Like this is stuff that's damaging to kids growing up watching this. Yeah, and a lot of people did. Like I mean, this is like how how much was autism just um, seen as like a kooky thing, like Rain Man or this? Yeah, it's like. It comes in all different forms, and like I don't know. I just if you're gonna make a movie about it, and I'm looking at you, Sia, um, <laughs> uh, fucking check your source material and 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 do it with respect. Um, the one thing that it did do was catapult this to the charts. Oh no. It's also what Stephen Henry listens to before he plays snooker. <laughs> My God. Sports. Closes and ends the film. Uh, Does it I, fit? Uh, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, but there's a bit where she comes home and Johnny Depp is listening to music that is quite loud. And she's like, turn it down, turn it down. And it's this song. Oh. 
Weird. That is pushing forward back by Temple of the Dog. Uh, it was one of those things where I'm on the couch watching Benny and June, but my phone, I'm actually watching my phone because I'm just yeah. like looking like trivia up. And then that comes on like, oh, okay. And then it goes back to Benny and June. This film just got an extra half star. <laughs> um, an extra half star on top of that would be for, surely, William H. Macy playing Randy. Characters breathe in and out like 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 um, a through a saloon door. It's just like boom, boom. Um, <laughs> it's just like they're just like ah, oh, and here's Oliver Platt for some reason. For some reason, here's Oliver Platt. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's go on. Troubling month. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. It's gonna be tough to pick a best one. Mm. Um, let's go on to TV. So I watched a League of Their Own. <laughs> All of it. No. Same. <laughs> so they chose to make a TV series about this, um, and uh, they got a couple of people back from the film. I'll give it that. Uh, Those people had nothing else going on. Yes, unfortunately. Um, so you had... Well, Penny Marshall directed it. Um, so Tom Hanks directed the episode as well. But yeah, you had... Um, oh, Law and Order Connection, Carrie Lowell came Ooh. in. Yeah. Nice. It went for six episodes. Mm. Um John Lovitz was in the pilot, yeah, um, and, and the and the same, and they like, basically got everyone back for the for the pilot episode. And then everyone's like, no, except Gina, Laurie, oh, yeah, and- yeah. So, um, it wasn't horrible. Like, I, I, it's like it's no bad than like no worse than like most other sitcoms around that time. It's just like I don't know whether the American needed it. It was, well, for me, it was purely that it was a sitcom. It was just yeah. an all-out sitcom, like laugh tracks, bad jokes. And the new one coming up is more of a, like, it's going to be like a 45-minute episode, like actual drama, comedy type sort of thing. Yeah. So, um, I can't wait for that, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, this one, this one, I'm kind of glad it didn't sort of go any further than what it did because I think it might have, um, it wouldn't have ruined the um, legacy of the film, but like, yeah. I didn't even know it existed until yeah, now. Yeah, neither did I, yeah. Um. I said I sent Ben a message saying, "Hey, we should both watch the pilot of Walker Texas Ranger," and we both didn't make it through. <laughs> well, you didn't tell me how long it was, so I was like, "Yeah, I can watch an episode of that." And then halfway through, I paused it and saw that I still had forty-eight minutes to go. Here's and the thing. said, "I'm not continuing." <laughs> Here's the thing: it's one thing to do a show uh, like there's nothing to this show; like it is basically. Walker goes and talks to a bunch of people, then he goes and punches a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. There's no real connection, um, and if they are, they're very, very tenuous. It's like it's like a Hallmark movie with like a lot of violence in it, but not like any violence. It's, it's kind of cartoonish. Really. Are you upset? There's no like paperwork or like office documents, and there's just no. It does. It's like if you're gonna do a cop show, there's law, but there's no order. Yeah, <laughs> if you're gonna do a cop show, there's gonna be like a, a, a like a a little amount of actual like due process and stuff like that. Like the even Dog the Bounty Hunter had that. The very first thing that you do is like he goes into Mexico and beats up these guys that robbed a um an armored car, then puts him in the back of his truck and then drives back over the border and like the guy at the border is like, Oh, you walker and then his boss is like, You can't do that. It's like, Well I did it. And he's like and then he killed up oh, okay. the governor and the governor's like, Oh do you you up to your old tricks again, Walker? He's like, Yep. And he's like he wants to talk to you. Like, Chuck Norris is a bad actor. Like, he, And yes. he never got any better. No. 
before he was in this, he was in movies. He should have been better than this. He also is a bad person and is not getting any better. Is he a bad person? Yeah. Oh. Tell me. Dish. What's to say? He's a piece of garbage. Spill the tea. He's your classic right wing. Oh, is he? White male American. I don't know. I I I, I did not know about his uh, personal affiliations, but yeah. Which was sad. I mean, I, I'm not surprised. No. Um, I don't know how long it's been out and about because he used to have an ongoing bit with Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to, like, um, the... <laughs> I'm not going to call it the low-hanging fruit, but, like, the best, like, it was one of the best things of Conan O'Brien, but I think it's been done to death. But, like, yeah, he used to have this, this um, Walker, Texas Ranger lever where he would just, like, um, uh, pull it and certain bits from Walker would, would come up. Um, or he, Chuck Norris would just walk out into the crowd <laughs> pretty good. and everyone would think it was amazing. And then everyone found out there was a homophobic Trump supporter and yeah, uh, that's uh, enough again, for me. Like, not, See you later. Not, not surprising whatsoever. But then I, maybe that's why like Conan's not like leaning into it as much anymore. Um, yeah. Also, I think the rights... Because you hear what happened, like they just had to stop doing it because the people who were in the clips, like these bit actors, were asking for royalties. Fair enough. That's why I stopped How it. How are they getting paid? Um, but yeah, if you want, there's, there's a compilation of it on YouTube, which is, um, a couple of times in the last year has, uh, treated me well in, in, uh, keeping my, keeping my hopes up. And also it's making fun of him, I think. So, you know, oh, yeah. that's okay. Um, favorite line from, from the 46 minutes that I watched, I'm going to cut your face. I remember that. What? <laughs> um, the guy smashes a beer bottle on the table and then walks up to Chuck Norris, I'm gonna cut your face. I'm gonna cut your face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, he lives with the uh, like apparently like um a lot of this shit's okay because he lives with a Native American. <laughs> like this, like I don't know. He says like oh um, because you know when you wake up in the morning and you talk to your Native American guy who's um looked after your entire life, you give a bunch of exposition about what he's like. Oh, don't you remember when your parents died and I took you in and I taught you all this stuff? It's like, why are you saying that right now? <laughs> Yeah, it's not well put together in any it is in any way. It is fucking atrocious, and like I can't believe it went for seven seasons. Yeah, seven seasons. And I remember at the Via store. I mean, uh, sorry, at, at Sanity, um, it came out finally. It was one of those ones. That was a, it was a bit of a holdout for like the box set. When that box set came out, we had more than you would want to know of pre-orders for it. Mm. It was in the double digits. Mm. Yeah. 11 is too many. Walk a week. That's what they called it. (laughs) Keep on walking. (laughs) Keep on walking. Um, Next. uh, Simpsons. uh, We had um, Simpsons clip show on the front, but Whacking Day is what I wanted to talk about because Whacking Day is one of my favorite uh, Simpsons episodes of all time. Um, Not a particularly animal-friendly one. Um, No, won an award for consciousness. For highlighting animal cruelty. Yeah. Um, in its own way, yeah. Um, it got Barry White in there. Um, Lisa has a bass. I thought you'd like that. <laughs> and they even hone on, on what she's playing for a second. Oh, man. Ding, 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 ding. ding. Yeah. Yes, I learned that. <laughs> I figured. Uh, but yeah. Um, Did we had one... Uh, I can't remember what episode it was where they talk about Actually, it was in the front. They talk about the itchy and scratchy thing. They talk yeah. about reusing cells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then it happens in this episode That's awesome, with yeah. the garage bit. Mm. They do and it twice. They, is that uh, intentional or is that just laziness? I think it's like cost cutting intentional. Yeah. Um, the clip show too, like that was one of the first ones I think they did. Like, um, uh, I thought this is, was the 136th spectacular, and it no, was. This is April Fools. Yeah, just still okay, but it's annoying. April Fools. <laughs> um, oh, and Bart just like randomly says a story, and I was like, "Why did you say that?" It's like, oh, I don't know. I thought we we're just saying stuff. I think this one also added. I don't know whether like um, when when they go back to the Homer going over the canyon with the. Um, on the skateboard. Yeah, his injuries look like way worse this time. Like they're like he's all bloodied and lots of stuff. Like, and I don't know whether like because I know they were cut out of um, the Australian run because we had more censorship here. And when oh. I started watching him on Fox Eight, there was stuff that was cut out, um, which I'm finding on Disney too because uh, <laughs> my kids just watched the one where uh, Krusty loses all his money. And, oh, um, good one. And they're doing the auction. They said, um, like, eight boxes of pornography. And he's like, yeah. oh, my, my preference pornography. My kids are just watching him like, don't ask any questions. Don't ask any questions. <laughs> it's a band. Yeah. <laughs> he has lots of albums from a band. Um, uh, sim- and for Seinfeld, we had the smelly car. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think... Not a fan of that one? I don't know. It's just, it's just... I think I'm getting to the point where I'm just a bit Seinfeld out. Um, is I definitely don't have the same revere for it as I used to, and I think this podcast has ruined it. <laughs> I'm surprised at how many people. So I haven't been watching all of them. Yeah. I'll jump in here and there, and it's they're not often doing it for me. I've got quite a few friends that can watch it at any point and love it, or like they'll watch a whole season over yeah. a weekend or something. They still love it. They still quote it all the time. Like, are you how do it for a purpose and 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 be a bit more. In depth with it, and I guarantee you that you will not like it as much as you do. <laughs> I think some people manage to go and watch stuff without their like current vision. Yeah, like they, you can go and watch it as if it's still 1993. But we're watching these things to analyze them, so we're like sort of taking more note of like, oh, that wouldn't fly today, or that wouldn't fly today. Like, but even then, sometimes I try and watch something normally, like, oh no, why yeah. did you do that? Yeah, maybe we just. Who turned on now? Watched watch Cop and a Half with me, and she's like, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" <laughs> it's like she's like, "This is just stuff wouldn't happen." It's just yeah. Um, so that brings us to the Law and Order minute. Now, just one episode today. Oh. Um, but you know, I think I can riff on that for a minute. I mean, I guess. Or should we go 30 seconds? No, no, no. It's a law and order minute. We're okay. keeping it as a minute. And the minute started seven seconds ago. So Okay, so it's called a virus, <laughs> but it's also when it first Slow down. when it first ran, it was called computer virus, which is just this one is such a boomer episode in the fact that like it 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 has to explain everything to do with a virus. They even say it's like, Oh, it's kinda of like a Trojan horse. You remember the Greek myth? You know, like it's uh. just it's just like this is what people. This is what the kids are doing these days. People. So basically, these um, patients in a diabetic hospital are dying because someone's put a virus that um, fucks up the insulin. Um, uh, so, um, and he's doing it because his dad went to the same hospital and lost his eyesight, and he blames his ho- blames the hospital for that. Um, it's just a. It's it's a, such a stupid episode. Do they say personal computer at any point? They do. 
Nice. And like they they do, they go to all these hackers and they got hacking names and like the the hacking group's called the Generation of Doom. <laughs> I gave you an extra three seconds there just because I wanted to hear what the hacking name was. <laughs> it's like it's the one point where I've watched it. I'm like, this was certain, this is for a certain demographic of people who wasn't me. <laughs> It's you now. <laughs> now I need a new law and order to, to explain um, what twerking is and stuff like that. It's like, <laughs> oh, maybe, oh. maybe SVU can do that for me because they're still gross. Did I tell you someone asked me what my last name was at work recently? And I said, Ray. Yeah. Um, I said, like, Ray Cyrus. Because mm-hmm. for some reason, Billy Ray came to my head. Um, yeah. Actually, did I say Ray Charles? I said Ray Charles. And then they said, oh, yeah, and, like, Marley Ray Cyrus. <clears throat> and I'd never heard her called Marley Ray Cyrus. I just thought she was Marley Cyrus and that no one knew that she had a Ray. And but then it hit me that if I was going to say Ray Cyrus, it would always be Billy. And this person went straight to Marley as Ray Cyrus and didn't know who Billy was. No, no, because Ray isn't Ray his middle name. It's not part of the, it's not part of the last name, surely. I don't know. Is her middle name Ray then as well? How old was the person saying? 21. Mm, they'll probably know. Although, that's... I mean... They are from the South. Maybe they all share the same middle name and last name. But, I mean, even even 21, like, that's... She would have been, like, what, 15 when Wrecking Ball and stuff came out. I don't know. When did that come out? That was, like... How would you know that? Because I was working in Sandy oh. when that happened. Yeah, you know like what a twerk is. 2014, 2015. I was just like, oh, she's not wearing many clothes. Oh. <laughs> uh, Miley. Um, it's Miley Ray Cyrus. Do you know what her real name was? Destiny Hope. Uh, oh my God. Destiny Hope Cyrus. The virus. <laughs> Jesus. Cyrus the virus. Yeah. Coming up. Can't shit. Uh, so before we get into music, uh, let's do um, a let's let's go into video games because there was a there was a few for '93. It wasn't there was a lot of big ones um, and a couple of small ones we wanted to cover. So um, I have to uh, I have to cover definitely my favorite game of all time, probably my favorite games of all time, Doom. Doom. Is, why? <laughs> <laughs> why? Doom is important to me because it is what... Um, because killing is your business and business was good? Definitely. Um, also, like you're killing stuff on a planet. Like You're not killing other people. Like You're killing stuff on a planet. Um, it's got a pretty decent backstory. So things on other like planets don't have homes and feelings and families? And... No, no. Okay. No. Um, you sound like I, a, super, a stormtrooper. I could say right now that if you... When we when we when we pass off this mortal coil and we go to wherever you go to afterwards, if there is a time spent board of stuff that oh. you spent doing, Doom and any iteration of Doom would be surprisingly at the top. Well, not unsurprisingly at the top, like in the top five. I spent hours playing this game. I'm going to be so sad when the top of my list is Championship Manager. <laughs> Most <laughs> wasted my life. <laughs> Championship Manager. Edging. <laughs> 
managing two championship <laughs> managers. Um, Giving up. Yeah. <laughs> um, ah, this no, show so, ain't no good. So, yeah, Doom, Doom. Um, if you've never, uh, you've never played before, is um, you're, on, you're basically on Mars, but there's a, a hell portal, um, and all these different uh, monsters come through it. Um, uh, it, it, it. The follow-up came out a few years later. Doom 2 was it, even better than the first, but we'll get to that. Um, I just liked I, I, this. I was. This is how I listen to new albums. This is mm. how um, I can I can still listen to albums and think of Doom. Um, yeah, that correlations just that's, that correlation. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I I just it's a very very important part of my life. It's probably like during my high school years of being all sort of <laughs> moody and not wanting to be around people. It was like my solace. Like I was, mm. you know, that's what I'd do. I'd just sit on the computer and I'd play that and listen to music. So, um, good times. Cor- cornerstone of of my life it would be would be Doom. So my this isn't quite a cornerstone. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to start off with the best because that seems stupid. Um, so this, along with Cruise in USA, yeah. Anytime going down to Westfield or anywhere that there could be an arcade machine, yeah. Daytona, yes. Fuck yeah, Daytona. It's still in there. It's, it's still around, like to this day. Like, and I'm pretty sure some of them yeah. are probably their own like, original machines. Like, it's just, yeah. I don't know. Um, I think because NASCARs aren't like beautifully shaped vehicles <laughs> it still holds up as being like crappy and blocky and even though you would almost never get beyond that first track i'll play that first track over and over and over i'll finish like 28th every single time i don't care i'm gonna keep asking my mom for money and i'm just gonna keep driving around in circles it i just <laughs> didn't get old um i unsurprisingly not being like a big driving game sort of person um, I wasn't a huge fan of this, but like I did like. I mean, it, considering it was like the only thing around in certain restaurants and like pubs and lots of stuff. Like I, I used to play Cafe Bonjour at T3 Plus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we used to go to a holiday down on York Peninsula, and there would be like it was they, they had a Daytona machine and an NBA Jam machine, and I'd be like, um, like work through my money in like one afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's like, why isn't there, why isn't there doom? Um, yeah, look, I think that it's um, uh, for a lot of people our age, Daytona would would have a a special place. Yeah, yeah. and then they tried to, I don't know if they tried intentionally to cash in on it by sending you home with a Ridge Racer, <laughs> which was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not the same. Nah, nah. You need that sort of. I remember like um, then like one of my friends would be. He he choose like, the option to drive a manual. Oh yeah, and I was like, well, feels not... pretty cool though. Yeah, but he's, and he's just like you know, and like oh, I'll just go automatic, and then like yeah, yeah. I'll still win. Yeah, obviously. But the amount of times that you like <laughs> hit people into the wall too, and then just got pissed uh. off. <laughs> um, so uh, getting into some of the other um, releases. Uh, Super Street Fighter 2 came out. Um, I'm more of a Mortal Kombat guy, which is good because Mortal Kombat 2 came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there was any... Uh, not a huge amount of um, new options. Like, I think there's a few new characters and stuff. Um, and obviously the... the, the graphics a, looked a bit better. So. Yeah, just a slightly better... Just an upgrade on the first one, really. Yeah. 
Um, so, and I remember, like, I think... More of a reimagining than a sequel. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think... Uh, maybe it was... The, I can't remember if it was this one or the... Um, maybe it was the third one that I played mostly at my friend's place. Um, but, yeah, obviously, it was a, still a huge thing and still a big thing with parents not wanting to... Um, not wanting their kids to play it. So... Uh, the the roster for this one was I think uh, Baraka wasn't in the last one, so Baraka. Oh yeah, he's cool. He had the big claws in his hands. Yep. Uh, Jax, Johnny Cage, Katana, Kung Lao, Liu Kang, Melina, Raiden, Reptile, Scorpion, Shang Tsung, and Sub Zero. So yeah, um, in the new characters, Jax was the new character. He punched the ground. Yep. Uh, Katana and um, Kung Lao um, wasn't there, too. and Melina who had the scream. Yeah, yeah, hated that. <laughs> uh, so apart from that, we also had there's a couple of that came out like so, um, being a PC family, um, standing for personal computer. Yes, um, we got uh, we got all of those point and click LucasArts games. So um, Sam and Max hit the road was a big one for me. Ugh. Day of the Tentacle was another one. Um, there were like just adventure games, and there were like there's a lot of cutscenes, and. <laughs> Didn't. one of those things that like they got re-released recently and I, I was like Max at the road awesome and I downloaded it, I'm like this is so fucking boring and then then you hit puberty and had another day of the tentacle on your own <laughs> with your other personal computer yeah it was after um... Wang computers <laughs> uh, Virtual Fighter came out which I always hated the look of I don't know yep. it was all blocky and stuff but everyone thought it was like the I don't know what the big appeal of. That's like when Pro Evolution Soccer came out. It's like this isn't FIFA. Go away. I don't know that. Time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, high, high end rigs. Yeah, <laughs> grind gigs. <laughs> um, Speaking of FIFA, was here. FIFA was here. Yeah. Not. I mean, obviously, uh, very early days. <laughs> Not going back and playing this one and enjoying it. I've yeah. gone back to I think ninety. I've got ninety six at home, and I've got ninety nine. Yeah, I remember 99. Not as much fun as I thought. I remember playing the um, Road to World Cup one, the 94 one too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah not, not as good now. I bet. <laughs> World Cup 98, on the other hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, keeping with the sporting games and mentioning before, NBA Jam. Yeah. This was great. Like. One of the greatest games of all time. Yep. Two on two. He's on fire. Boom shakalaka. Slam dunks from three-point line. Yep. Um, I used to... My friend used to get pissed off because, you know, if you... um, A lot of times if you go right down to the corner and try for three, like, you yep. always get it. Yep. And he's like... Boom. Yep. <laughs> was That's like, my what? spot. Hey. Did you ever pass it? Hardly. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, um, I would pass as an assist. Like, you pass it off to create a distraction, get to the corner, get the ball back, bingo, yep. bango. And like it's just um it's like I remember there was like a bunch of like uh um wasn't couldn't you get the the East versus West if you won everything or something like that? it was like the, I had no idea I never did very well like yeah. trying to do like the tournament mode yeah yeah I never got that far I'd always save my name in the hopes that and like write down the little code you'd get yeah so oh, you yeah, can yeah, restart yeah. where you were yeah. never got very far. <laughs> Terrible at it. Also gave you the, gave you the ability, along with Daytona, to like just write dick into the. Oh yeah. <laughs> Other issue: always going to Seattle. You're never going to win everything. No, they're, they're not the best team there. But I'm not going to go anyone else. <laughs> and as 
I don't know if it was this or later versions where there was apparently a glitch, a built-in glitch where if you were Detroit, yeah, and it, the scores were close, you would always beat the Bulls. Oh, because really? the creator hated the Bulls so much. <laughs> like if you get a chance and the scores are close, the Bulls will start missing Jeez. and you'll make your shots. Um, it's pretty good. Just going through a few more Super Mario Party. Um, Oh, Super, Super Mario All-Stars. Not yeah. Um, the perfect game. It had all of your Marios that you wanted right there. <laughs> what uh, do you want? Star Wars uh, X-Wing. I remember this one. Like, But mm. I'm so shit at flight sims, so uh, <laughs> not great. Jurassic Park, I remember. I didn't remember this. I was like... Um, yeah, Obsessed you... with Jurassic Park as a kid. Just, wanted... just that logo. What did you do in the game? What sort of game was it? Like every other terrible SNES game where you just walk around a 2D map shooting things and capturing things. It's very basic. It's a horrible game looking back now. But at the time, it's Jurassic Park related. Like the graphics didn't have to be good. Nah. You had that logo that was just the the icon of your childhood, that logo. Seeing that anywhere just sparked joy. And... Uh... Just the last on my list, um, the reason that a lot of people didn't leave their house for days at a time, SimCity 2000. Oh, baby. <laughs> Seven years early, but who cares? <laughs> I'm not sure whether 2000 came into it, but like, yeah. Because it's the future. Yeah. Is this the one where you had like monsters would come in and destroy your city sometimes? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Flying cars. Um, yeah. It's... Yeah, that- um, uh, yeah, come very big, closely behind Championship Manager. It was a big thing at my school um, to to play SimCity because we all like at my high school we only had Apple, and that was uh-huh. a big thing to have on there. So yeah. And is that also as a child where you learnt what Control Tab was? No. Oh, what's Control Tab? It's Control. You push it. Is it? Hang on. <laughs> yeah, show me because I don't know. What, I don't know whether Control button or Tab buttons. Was it Alt Tab? Maybe it's Alt Tab. Yeah. Um, where it just flips. If you've got two windows open or two tabs open, it'll just flip to the other one. Oh, so, so you're like... sitting there in like computer tech, whatever it is, playing SimCity, and the teacher walks past. Alt Tab. No, I'm doing my work. I never knew that. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Pretty sure I got caught too. I was like, I didn't know Alt Tab. <laughs> yours, yours might be Command Tab. I can't remember what it was on Mac. <laughs> Mac definitely has one, but it never sticks with my brain because I wasn't doing it from when I was 11. I was, uh, yeah, I wasn't aware of this, so I'm sure it was just like. <laughs> I'd say someone who discovered pornography told me about it. Oh, but no doubt, yeah. I, of course, was using it for SimCity. And <laughs> that weird frog escape game. Did you ever have that? No. Yeah, there's a frog and you're swimming, there's a shark chasing you. Um, it's good. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, um, so that's just like, yeah, I know we usually dedicate an, dedicate an old a whole episode to games, but there just wasn't a lot unless you wanted to hear like 45 minutes of me like going about it's doom and no one side so, no no or how uh, good uh, Detlef Shrimp is at three pointers <laughs> the shrimp from downtown Mullen eh. he's on fire technically right. <laughs> but sh- shrimp forever let's go into music So the charts were... I'm not going to play them because we played them too many times already. Uh, Aria chart was, oh, Lenny Kravitz, gonna, are you going to go my way? <laughs> and uh, Billboard charts in America was Snow Informer, a Licky Boom Boom Dem. Um, How many is that Licky Bum Bum Down? <laughs> my entire life. I just, just thought it was like, down. 
you heard my analingus rap. <laughs> uh, so we got some uh, some releases. David Bowie, Black Tie, White Noise. Yanni, In My Time. Ooh, Yanni. Yes, I put it on it just to make that joke. From it's Chasing, actually quite nice. Chasing Amy. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Monster Magnet, Super Judge, Tool, Undertow. Yeah. <laughs> Snap. Uh, Polvo, Today's Active Lifestyles, Midnight Oil, Earth, Sun and Moon, Aerosmith, Get a Grip, Ooh. Primus, <laughs> Pork Soda, Shania Twain, Self-Titled, Porno Papyrus, Self-Titled, The Posies, Frosting on the Beater, Sebado, uh, Bubble and Scrape, and Brad Shame. Um, I sent you a message saying that this is David Bowie's worst album. Mm. I gave no context to that. I should have said my least favourite album. Because I would, I would also say Yield is Pearl Jam's worst album because it's my least favourite. Okay. So Black Tie White Noise is not terrible. You're wrong on Yield too, but that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so opinion. Black Tie White Noise was... I felt that was fine. Like, I'm not a huge Bowie fan. Like I, I've, I've tried and like I, was, I, I like a lot of... I'm more of a... Yeah, I like his singles. Um, but I don't like... I'm not deep dive into it. It's just too much. Like it's just too much... Um, stuff. Um, it sounds kind of the same, but oh, black tie, white noise. You're, you're wrong, but keep going. <laughs> um, but it's not his best. There's some good moments in it. Uh, apparently, the title was taken from the early riots. And yes, yeah, he just got fitting, married. Fitting after we just come from WMA. Last yeah, week, yeah, yeah. And here we are again. Um, yeah, I I thought it was fine. Um, I I don't want to pat him on the back, but. To call the album that as well, mm. to make that sort of statement and be quite upfront about what it's about and what he's saying. I don't know if he's ever upfront about it. No, he's like he's had interviews and he said this oh, is okay. what it's about. Oh, okay, cool. Blatantly, this is regarding Rodney King and how it was all perceived and yeah. how people are treated. Um, recorded in Switzerland in a quite prolific studio there. I think it was like the same one that Queen um, did their, some of their stuff at. Uh, Yanni, uh, yeah, I only put it there for the joke, but you listen to it? I listened to the two songs you put on, they were nice. <laughs> um, Monster Magnet, I wasn't a big fan of. No. Um, Tool, I have a, I have, and it's one of the only bands I have it to, an instant dislike to everything they've ever done. Like, I, I keep trying. I hate them. I don't try very hard, but I give it a go every time it's there, and it's just not happening. I don't say it very lightly. I don't say it to a lot, but I fucking hate Tool. Ooh. I don't like him at all. I never will. I've tried as so many times, and like all my ki- all my friends liked it. Um, I might have like uh, handled um, a couple of their singles, but I'm just like they're not good enough to have the mystique that they have about them and like the reverence that they have from people about them. Like they're not that good. Is this the end of tool on living in the past? Nah, cause an email comes out soon. Okay. Um, but yeah, sober from that album is a big sort of one. Um, uh, I think it's because, I mean, rumors about their, um, about how they are as people aside. Um, the, they were actually sort of, I read an article out and they were like, they were like the last mainstays of like heavy metal because they weren't grunge. Mm. They were a bit too industrial for that. So they were like, and there was this like just when pop punk was starting to like uh, grow as well. So like, they were like the last uh, option for like heavy metal 
until like Marilyn Manson and that stuff comes around. Fuck him, by the way. Um, I know that's just like adding like one little twig onto a fire that's already doing it, but like, <laughs> seriously, fuck him. Um, Polvo, I, I put on there because it had quite a large like um, uh, rating on a lot of sites. It's like one of a big, but it's, it's just a bit too experimental and indie for me. I don't know. Like, yeah, I didn't just, get on board with this. I tried to listen to the entire album, and it was just like, I don't know. It's definitely got an audience, but it's not me. Uh, Midnight Earl, I wanted to... Um... You're their audience. Well, not for this one. Well, no? okay. Um, I didn't mind it, but then I I, um, I found some stuff out about it. I, I'm a big fan of um, their last album, and like, they, were one of the, they were one of the bands that I've, I've tried to get into, and I thought like through this podcast I've actually like found some decent stuff. There's a song on their album called uh, Truganini, um, I didn't put it on the playlist, but I'll I'll play it for you now. Thank you. Um, very good, not all. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on the on the surface. Pretty decent song. It's about Triganini um, is uh, what the band said was the last Tasmanian Aboriginal person, and it was about the treatment of Indi- in, 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 uh, um, it was about like um, the, the Australian flag debate and all that stuff. It was, it was on the surface, it seemed quite good. Right. The liner notes for the um, for the single said, and then I'm quoting from the article here: um, Triganini was the sole surviving Tasmanian Aborigine the last of her race when she died in 1876. To which the Tasmanian Aboriginal Centre, who represented over 7,000 living uh, Tasmanian Aboriginal people, called for a single to be boycotted because it perpetuated a white myth about the extinction of Tasmanian Aborigines. Fair. So they said that... um, They were basically saying, like, you're not helping like this. We're we're, we're trying to get... um, uh, recognized and and you're saying that like basically we died out and we did yeah so um gary morris their manager said this my suggestion to these people is to stop shooting themselves in the foot and let a band like midnight oil voice its appeal to white australia on behalf of black australia oh fuck jesus christ <laughs> um yeah, so that was like, and the band let him. Well, say they that and they didn't... never sort of like uh, entered the debate that I could find. Like I was sort of just like I was going through, it. and there's a lot of there's a lot of articles coming from that um, the uh, the Tasmanian Aboriginal Centre. There's and like most of it's just quoting that that Gary Morris quote, and the the band I think have distanced themselves for for, for, for like, but yeah, it's it's basically a, a white band going, we're going to sing about this in our. In our mind, this is our this is the way we see history. Yeah, um, because it's being written probably by another white person. Yep. Um, and I have to I have to admit that a band I was in kind of did the same thing and was criticised for the same thing by a few people. And the singer at the time, like our singer, said kind of the same. Well, not the same thing, but like they sort of said, like, oh, well, this is just like my interpretation of that. And I'd I think. I think after a while we just stopped playing the song. Yeah, but I think um, 
at the time, I was, remember sort of um, a couple of my friends sort of pulling me aside and said, like, you really shouldn't think about that. And um, and I was like, that was probably my first sort of lesson, which is way too late in my life. Like, it was like 2012, 2013, for me to go, all right, yeah, maybe we shouldn't just, we should just leave that alone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was happening back in 1993. So um, we all have a lot more to learn, <laughs> um, That's- obviously. Very disappointing because uh, one of the things you hear about from Midnight Oil is the way they'd stand up for Indigenous people. Yeah, and I think like it's it's not to say that like they're doing like everything they ever did was bad, and it's not that they didn't do a lot for the um, education and encouragement of people of white Australia to, to learn more about Black Australia. It's just when you get to yourself, I, for me, it was a thing of like they've always done it. And they were like really passionate about it, and then, but then they're like, you know, to the people who they're actually doing it for, one they, they get a bit of criticism, and then they like get their back up. I mean, come yeah, on, fucking hell, just say, all right, maybe we'll, even if like you re-release a single or like at the time maybe like put our thing and just say, oh hey, like we were wrong, yeah, and it's like that would have done more. There's so many other ways you can go about it. You don't without even apologizing or making yourself look bad. There's so many other ways you could have gone about other than being a complete dick is what their manager did. Yeah. So, and obviously take the nicest, best route possible, but don't ever choose being a dick when there's a hundred other ways you can go. Leasing a Peter Garrett did issue apology. Um, Good one. Eventually. Well, he didn't say, it doesn't say what it was, but like, mm. yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, so a bit surprising there, um, a bit disappointing, but uh, we've also got... Another surprise. Yeah. I did not know Aerosmith did Living on the Edge. Really? It's a banger. It's a pretty good song, man. It is. Uh, you ever seen the film clip for it? Probably not. Uh, Edward Fellon. Oh, I know. Uh, crushing his car into the wall. I remember that being oh, part so of it. CCTV footage of Edward <laughs> Fellon that they got <laughs> they for just, a dollar. They just, they just <laughs> followed him around. Um this album is actually their best album, like their best-selling album ever. Uh, Who do you think it was? Uh, it's just one of those songs that you, you think is from the 80s and it could have been anyone. A lot of these songs sound like they should have been in the 80s. Because uh, it's not his typical voice. Yeah. And the little harmonies in it, it just doesn't sound like typical Aerosmith. Until you get... Yeah. <laughs> um they yeah, they constantly surprise me on this podcast about when their stuff was like I thought all this stuff was in the eight. You also got um Wayne's World too. Yeah. <laughs> I was happy to find out the rest of the song is the same. What? Because it only plays in Wayne's World Two up until a point yeah. and then it stops. And I never knew what was behind it, <laughs> but it just repeats. It's more of a stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly the same. You're not going to get anything different. No. Uh, also, I had crying and um, crazy. Um, good, good tunes. Not a, Overall, there was obviously some filler involved. Well, apparently like, they recorded 12 songs and the, the, the record company said, like, mm, do better. Um, yeah. Possibly the worst album uh, cover ever. Worse than the last one of the trucks fucking each other. Well, this is. Uh, have you seen the front cover of this? Not yet. Ah, uh, let's do this in real time. Get a grip, Aerosmith. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. 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 Images. Mm-hmm. 
Um, what? Oh, it's a cow. It's a cow. Those are udders. With a piercing through one of the others. And the oh, Aerosmith uh, symbol, I, it wasn't actually tattooed onto him, but like, it looks like it's tattooed onto the back. Um, do you want to... So it's, it's, it's like the back end of a cow. Do you, you want to hear a joke? What? <laughs> Roses are red. Oh, Cows have udders. Gay lovers find out that they're brothers. Why is that a joke? <laughs> Where's that it's, from? It's from some shitty newspaper article years ago. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, is it? <laughs> I don't know if it's real, but it was funny. Um, was, that like the, was that the actual like headline? One of headlines, yeah. Jesus. Um, it was voted the worst. It's been voted the worst cover of all time. It's by a, a fake piercing, right? Oh, oh it's fake. Okay. Um, but do you want to... Look at those veins. You got that. So if you ever see, like, you should, you should all be looking at the front cover of this album. Now, think of how this could be worse. Could be a, a bull instead of a cow. No, you oh. could release it with a overlay that is uh, that has material that that feels like a cow's hide. Oh, <laughs> and that's what they did. Actual? It wasn't leather? actual. No, it was just like a fluffy sort of thing, and it's like it was like felt. So it felt like it was a cow's. Wow. It was double down, hey? So gross. Do you remember when Puddle of Mud came around and their first album? Like you could get like this plastic cover on it that had like muddy water in it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I got it. Did you? Yeah, I you loved Puddle of Mud when they came around. No, it was my new Nirvana. When was that? Is that in two thousands? Oh yeah, two thousand one, two thousand two. Mm. I kind of want it to be next year. <laughs> um, Point of Priorities. I thought I was going to like a lot more because I, I really like James Diction, but nope. this was not. Great. Apparently went uh, gold, yeah. um, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> um, the Posies. Uh, I kind of liked them until I heard they put the. Um, there's a song in there called "Flavor of the Month," and that was about grunge. So they talk about like Belgium and Nirvana because they were they were a Seattle band, and I'm like, you're just fucking jealous. Yeah. Yeah. You're totes gels. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> totes jelly. <laughs> Oh no! What's happened? That's what that's what Eddie said at the time. Yep. Oh, they're just uh, totes jelly. And then he twerked <laughs> off. <laughs> um, I Primus garbage skip. Yeah, Shia I, Twain, yeah. nothing to write home about. But Sep- she's here. Sebado, I liked a lot. Yeah, yeah. They were my they were my groove man. Um, listened to this album, really liked it. Um, oh, chuck on. I don't know. I think it's just, it's definitely my type of stuff. Yeah, um, this is poor music for sure. Yeah. I'm not crazy about his vocals. It's a little bit too muted, but yeah. Um, and then. Going on to so, <laughs> this is why we. I, I assume that because he had no control left in Pearl Jam, Stone's like, "I'm gonna make my own band, <laughs> and it's gonna be slower and sleepier, but it's and gonna be nice." Basically, just sound like all Pearl Jam B sides, um, sung by someone. Before else. you put put a thing on, I will say, at the time, I hated this album, <sighs> and listening to it now, I feel like this album is like jazz. I don't know whether I could have liked this back in the when I was younger, but now I have more appreciation for it now. It's so good now. Yeah, I back didn't in the really, day, it's just 
you can't if you had no Pearl Jam connection, then I probably wouldn't listen to it. But like, yeah, yeah, but like it's it's good now. I don't know when I found this. Probably mid two thousands, mm. like mm. when I was deep into Pearl Jam. I'd exhausted all of that and went looking for more. Yeah, and then discovered how important Stone was to that band. Yeah, because all the grooves in this and like the rhythms and just everything about this. Well, not everything, because he didn't write every single song. Yeah. He didn't do everything on it. But, uh, as usual, you left off their best song from the playlist, (laughs) which was Buttercup. It's just so nice. Parachutes. (laughs) And I don't hate the guy's voice. It works. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He yeah. Did, um, a few years ago. Didn't like the front cover of this album. It's got like all the creepy masks on it. Scare you? Yeah, I didn't like it. My brother showed it to me. He's like, I remember um, him going like, oh, yeah, Stone from Pearl Jam's got this new album. And then he played it. I'm like, that's not Pearl Jam. That's not Ron. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to leave now. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking up if he did die. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did because. Um, yeah, Sean Smith. Yeah. Uh, Sad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is one of the best. I actually think maybe the best Pearl Jam spinoff in my collection. Uh, no love for Three Fisher. <laughs> no love for anything that Jeff Mint's done. <laughs> um, I don't mind some of Mike McCready's like soundtrack work that he did. It's kind of cool. Oh, Mad Season, come on. Uh, You're going to go... Oh, God, man. Yeah, I think so. I think, also, I found this on vinyl a couple of years ago, yeah. but a lot less than it was worth, and I was so happy. <laughs> Just stumbled in. There it was. Oh, okay, cool. Um, picked up a couple of the others as well, which are obviously not as good. So is this the best of theirs? or? Um... Everyone's first album is always the best, isn't it? Mm. I think... Again, the the time and place where I found this and that song um, and a couple of others. uh, The other ones you put on the playlist are are good. Screen and something else. Uh, 20th Century is good. It was Screen and My Fingers. (laughs) Yeah. It's actually... I don't feel a lot of filler on this album. Again, though, a lot of... I think just recognizing Stones... It's a bit ambient for me, though. That's nice. Yeah, but I don't know. I think it's the the connection of recognizing Stone's guitar style. Yeah, it's just I know this isn't Pearl Jam, but like I can hear parts of them in here, and that's enough to warm me up inside. I think a lot of it, it was more piano driven sort of stuff though. Like a lot of it's like because that's what um, Sean Smith like. Yeah, it's really annoying to try and play any of this on guitar. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, this isn't this doesn't work. What do you mean that's F? This isn't F. Um, cool. So we need to work out. Um, our favourite movie and album of the and I don't know I just don't know um, purely I mean I can't give it to something I haven't seen yeah I watched the When a Stranger Calls trailer uh, I tried to watch like that because it was, I was on Amazon for ages and then I went to watch it the other night and it is gone oh I was like because oh. um, I kind of look I, like, I really like the, the, the original one but um, I don't know. It, it would probably be the Sandlot. Same. But uh, it, 
aside from taking its problems out, there's a dog in it. So, you win. It's probably the first time I ever did it as like a um, default. Just like, <laughs> there's just nothing else there. I can't give it to Cop and a Half. It would probably be Texas cheerleading murder <laughs> if we could get it. I can't give it to Benny June. I can't no, give no. it. Oh, um, I did watch a little bit of Boiling Point, which also had Dan Hadeen in it. Um, Is that seven now? It was boring. Like, a, yeah. it was like the first Wesley Snipes thing I watched for a while that was just like, I didn't get through it. Is um, it like watching a pot boil? It just never happens. <laughs> yes. The Boiling Point never came. <laughs> um, and we didn't really talk about Indies and Proposal, but yeah, like, I, I didn't, I was, uh, I just wasn't in the mood for that either. It's good, but yeah, I mean, it's fucked up. I felt a little bit more like, not lazy, but I like just. Some some months I want to watch every single one. Some months I'll watch a few, but like this one, it was like it was a struggle. So yeah, I'm gonna go uh, for um, the Sandlot. Um, and yeah, Brad Shame, obviously. Uh, David Bowie's very very close. Mm-hmm. There's some good songs on there. Just but for the fact nothing... of David Bowie though, because it's David. That's his 18th album. Isn't that ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Um, and not much of it is garbage. <laughs> um, but again, like pretty ambient too. Like it's not. Yeah, he's still kind of trapped in the 80s sort of sound. It, it was because he broke up with Tim Machine, so yeah. Yeah, so there's a little bit of that about it. Um, he hasn't quite evolved onto his new genre yet. Yeah. Um, but there's some good moments in it, but it's just not Buttercup. I'm going um, to go Sebado, because Aerosmith, as much as, as much as I like these songs, and one of the, a couple of those songs might make, their, make it into the... At least the top 20 to break down to my top five list at the end. Uh... <laughs> ah, Living on the Edge is already in the top 20. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, everything else, um, pretty underwhelming. Um, yeah, so I'll go Sebado, uh, just because it was, it was one of those bands that I've seen um, in playlists and they're like, oh, if you like this, you like this. And like, they're always sort of mentioned and I've never given them a go. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh, like I think it was Jebediah. Don't, don't do that. Well, the names are basically the same. Shut up. No. No. Basically. You know, like Jebediah? No. At all? No. Yeah. Uh, You'll find out one day, because I'll tell you a story about when I met the guitarist. You can't base it all on that. Yeah, I can. They've got a good song. Can and will and have. (laughs) All right. Now Paul has died on that hill. (laughs) I guess. This is the end. It was a a thing. Um, Cool. So if you want to get in contact contact with us it is uh, living the past pod at gmail.com um if you want to check out uh we've got a lot of stuff happening we're being a bit better with our uh instagramming you're being better with instagram well yeah um i've learned how to do it that's, yeah. <laughs> that's a big thing um wasp um and i wish alicia silverstone was here she <laughs> knows about wasps uh and so yeah uh we we uh check out our stories and our posts on instagram there's a lot of stuff there did i mention that she tried to kill his not even girlfriend with wasps really locked her in like a dark room that's how she tried to kill her she almost died i know what clip i'm gonna put up on the insta yeah uh and if you want to check out the descriptions uh you got our letterbox and our spotify um playlists there and um yeah uh next week we got a uh Special guest coming on for the f- her first um, her first episode, so that's going to be good. Um, and then yeah, we're 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 thinking about a about a Christmas present for everyone. So we'll uh, we'll let Ooh, you know about that for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, 
Mostly, mostly for ourselves. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, so um, until next time, I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at Mild Scribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbour, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax. Relax.